The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to today's show, everyone. Thank you all for listening, and please be sure to pass on the message of empowerment by sharing the link to our show with others. We really appreciate your support and our ever-growing audience of listeners. And as for those of you that have been listening, you know that at the start of each show, I kick off every show with an example of the boomerang movement. That is a movement that we are uh, creating and, and that's taking hold and taking effect here on the show. And the boomerang effect, just as a reminder, is the concept of exactly what it sounds like or, or what you can visualize, and that is what you throw out in your life is directly related to what you get back. And to be consciously aware of the fact that you are an active participant in living the life that you desire is a really important concept that we remind you about each week on the show. I bring it up at the beginning of each show and we tie it in with our guests each and every week. So today's boomerang has to do with music. And I have a question for you. How many of you use music to inspire your day? to inspire your dreams, or to inspire your desires. Now, even if you're not an active concert goer or don't particularly like music, I would venture to guess that there are some songs that just get you going, get your energy flowing and get you going. And um, I know, you know, being the age that I am, quite a bit older than our uh, special guest today, but um, I know that when you just, songs can bring you back to those days, those memories, those moments. Um, I certainly know and I'm aware of that. And I was reminded of that this weekend because I attended um, the concert with, with the uh, band America. And America is a group that was widely popular in the 70s. And I will admit they're a little bit before my time. Um, but I was really able to appreciate this group um, and they do have hit songs. Um, I'm sure some of you are familiar with them. Ventura Highway, Sister Golden here in, in The Horse With No Name. That's probably their most popular song. And there's something about going to a concert, being able to let go of everything that you have going on in your life, to listen to your favorite song or your favorite artist or even to attend a concert. And I feel like the benefit of going to a concert is just to allow yourself the active way of being fully present and immersed in the music so that you may let go of whatever else is going on in your world. And I really am very thankful 
uh, to my neighbor, Jeff, for booking the tickets for us because it was a really wonderful night out to listen to these musicians. They're very gifted and they've been in the business for 44 years now. That's a long time playing music and playing their hits and being on stage with their fans. So since this is the month of gratitude in the United States and since Thanksgiving is next week, I do want you to think about your favorite music that makes your heart sing, makes your heart desire, and makes you feel so grateful to have opportunities to live a life that you love. So use that music this week to inspire you in your, uh, in your exercise program, at work, or even with a loved one. And feel grateful for your life and all the blessings that you have as you enjoy your favorite music this week. And please be sure to let me know what you are grateful for at fee at directconnectcoaching.com. Now, on to our guest today, and uh, he has no idea about the band America because he wasn't even born yet in the 70s, but he's got a lot of wisdom to share, and he's a young entrepreneur, and I really feel that you will gain tremendous insights from his wisdom and from his ideas of mastering the mind of a champion. So let me formally introduce him. He is Drew Frank, and Drew definitely knows business. He studied management and international business at Penn State University and is is now a division manager with Vector Marketing. And in just seven years in management with Vector, Drew is responsible for over $26 million in career Cutco sales. And in addition to that, he has earned seven national championships um, and Drew, are you on your way to eight? Uh, eight and nine this year, fortunately. Eight and nine, so. great. Okay, eight and nine. So Drew continues to raise the bar of his performance to achieve new heights in his sales career. He's reached this level of success all before the age of 30. This young champion has, a mastered, has mastered mind the mind of a champion and in addition to that, he's a tremendous Philly sports fan. We were just chatting about uh, the Eagles, one of his favorite teams. And just to tie this all together, he even has a dog named Sir Charles Barkley, and that is definitely a Philly connection. He's traveled more of the world than most people under the age of 30 and uh, additionally enjoys running, tennis, and maintaining a healthy and active lifestyle. So let's welcome Drew to our show today. Thanks so much for your participation, Drew. Well, my pleasure, Fee. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, excited to chat. I am too, and I love chatting with you because we we uh, it's inevitable that we always kick things off with sports. And I even tied in your introduction on the website with you know it's really difficult, Drew, uh, to be a perennial champion in sports. It's it's something that everybody guns for year after year. The champion, the you know the Super Bowl champion, the NBA champion, um, the National Hockey League champion. I mean, any of those sports, it's really difficult. But it is something that you you have mastered, and that's what I want, really want to focus on today is how you've done that and become a champion year after year. So let's, to start, though, let's give the listeners some background about your life and how you got to this point in your career, okay? Sure. 
Uh, so I, you know, I started uh, with uh, with the, the company in uh, right out of high school. I guess growing up, I was always competitive. I was the youngest of three boys, so uh, I got picked on and, and thrown off of all the uh, the, the hills and the, uh, the the snow mounds, and all my toys were taken from me. So uh, you know, being the, the youngest brother, I had to I had to learn how to compete at an early age. Um, fortunately, I had a great role models to look up to with my my parents and my older siblings. Uh, whether that was sports or you know youth group activities or, or extracurriculars, I was always trying to uh, to be a leader. Um, so I think the the early start was a lot of leadership roles, you know, whether it was with the youth group or again with, you know being captain of sports teams uh, in high school. Uh, so learning that 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 leadership uh, the leadership qualities and uh, as well as the competitive spirit at an early age and and that just uh, you know stuck with me throughout college um, whether that was through clubs and groups in school and then uh, working with with Cutco right out of high school uh, quickly uh, determined that that I wanted to to be one of the top uh, reps and one of the top managers in the company and uh, and I didn't didn't have an exact game plan but I think it was just that that competitive spirit and those leadership skills that that really just uh, stuck with me throughout uh, growing up and, and into the current business. Yeah, and it's interesting because that that was something that just was a clear-cut desire in your mind and something that you just continue to go after year after year. So in, in doing that and talking about mastering the mind of a champion, Drew, what is it that you think about most when you're working? Let's, let's really dig deep and talk to the listeners about some of the thoughts, as we know how creative thoughts can be in mapping out your future and mapping out um, you know, your life and the life that you desire. What is it that you think about most when you're working? Sure, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, it, there's so many you know thoughts that run through our head on a daily basis, and, and sometimes you know, and I've I've been at fault with this, just getting too you know caught up in in all of the distractions, and and really what it boils down to is is really how can I win this day? And and you know, in a year, especially with you know with a sales business, whether it's a quarter or a month. You know, you've got a certain amount of time, and, and when I look at a year uh, of trying to go after another national championship or or hit different levels, there's only 365 days, so I need to make sure I make every one count. Uh, so every day, the, the most important thing that goes through my head is, how can I win today? You know, how can I make sure that today is getting me closer to my goals? And one of the things that I learned actually from a college roommate, you know, in, at the gym one day is everything that I'm doing right now is either getting me closer or further away from my goals. And that is the one thing that I think of constantly. And, and you know, whether it's a conversation with somebody in my business or, or whether it's a meeting that I'm running or, or any type of event, it's always is what I'm doing right now getting me closer or further away from my goals. And if that question is further away or stagnant, then I'm going to rethink my priorities and, and, and come up with something better to do. So always moving forward, always moving towards that goal, and always trying to win the day. That, that's really the, the most important thing that, that goes through my head on a daily basis. Yeah, and that's such a wonderful thing. In fact, um, I interviewed head coach of the Chicago Bears, Mark Trussman, uh, way back in last winter, and that's one of the things that he talks to the team about. Uh, I think he needs to probably talk a little bit more about that this year. Um, mm-hmm. But it is every practice, it is a really a strong focus on how do we win the day today. Um, so a really nice tie-in with, um, with my favorite sports team, the Bears. Um, <laughs> and I think they need, to, they need to maybe go back to the basics and listen to that again. Get yeah, out of their heads. Your team and my team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Um, Drew, what is it that you consider to be the most important leadership qualities in being a perennial champion? What, what would you break that down to as far as your consistency in being a champion year after year? What would you say are the, the leadership qualities that are most important? Uh, it's such a broad, broad topic. It's hard to narrow it down to, to just one. I, some of the things that I think about when it comes to consistency and, and leadership qualities, uh, one would be making other people around you better. And, and, you know, every type of business is different, but specifically in, in my business, I'm dealing with uh, all different types of people and different levels of leadership. And, and uh, the more you can make other people around you better, giving them value, teaching, coaching, uh, making them more successful and, and uh, you know, and more profitable in their businesses uh, that, that, you know, builds your leadership quality. I think that a great leader is only as good as the people that, that he or she surrounds themselves with. So, you know, a lot of my focus is trying to, to improve the people around me. You know, I always uh, also think about attitude. You know, a, a leader is, is somebody who is, is, can always be looked up to, respected, um, and, and, you know, people who want to be part of their organization. Uh, it's about having that, that attractive, you know, personality, whether it's in the business or outside of their, their business, uh, but just, just having that positive out- attitude, always looking for, you know, for, for the, the positive situations, the positive outcomes, never, never harboring on, on negative situations and challenges and obstacles, um, you know, because if, if, if the leader is, is focusing on challenges, and then the people that are that are following them are focusing on three or four or five times more challenges. So you know, just having that that positive mindset, always looking for solutions. Um, and, and I think the, the last thing that I would think of as far as leadership uh, quality would be uh, that CEO mentality and and taking ownership of the situation, regardless of how much influence you you feel like you can have. Just always always taking ownership and, and knowing that. Um, that you are 100% in control of your, of your results and, and always taking 100% uh, control of that. Those are some great qualities and, and some qualities that I certainly know and understand that you, um, it, it, that you express on a regular basis. Um, I know you have a really clear vision with you, the people on your team and you, you hold the standards very high with the people on your team. How would you say you communicate your vision to the people on your team? Sure. You know, everyone has different ways of communicating, whether it's through, you know, through telling stories or tying people into their goals or, or you know, I think for me, it starts with if I'm passionate and excited about where I'm going and what I'm building, then that should naturally have an effect on the people around me. And if that passion, that excitement, that enthusiasm for, for my goals and my future uh, is, is so powerful, then, then others will naturally want to follow. So I, I don't know if there's, you know, as, if there's a specific way of communicating, uh, but it's really just about knowing what I want. And, you know, every year uh, I've, you know, I go through my dreams list, uh, you know, for Matthew Kelly's dream manager, and I go through uh, all of my goals and I, I'm very specific with my short-term goals, my long-term goals, whether it's personal, you know, and business. And, and the more, the more I know what I want, specific, tangible results and how to get there, and the more passionately I can speak about those things, uh, naturally that, that, you know, ties people in, you know, within my business. So just having a very clear picture of what, what do I want to create for the future, I think that's, you know, just naturally that, that passion, that enthusiasm comes out, you know, whether it's through one-on-one conversation or running meetings. Uh, it, it just happens naturally when you're, when you're so focused on uh, and specific, uh, you know, about what you want. 
And speaking of that passion, Drew, I know because year after year you've been a, a perennial champion, what what do you suggest or what do you recommend to the listeners about just really maintaining that passion and how do you just keep the fuel of your passion in your business going year after year? Sure. It's, for me, it's all about what's, what's next. I'm, I'm extremely competitive and and I never like to stay stagnant. If my business doesn't grow uh, significantly from one year to the next, it, in my mind, it's, it's an underachieving year. Uh, just maintaining the status quo, just maintaining uh, previous numbers that, I, that I've hit in the past, that doesn't, that doesn't excite me. Um, and, and it's not about the, it's not about the, the sales volume, it's, you know, the specific number. It's not about the income number. It's not about, uh, you know, it, it's really about, you know, how much can I, how, how can I beat myself running my own race? Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people compete against others and, and really for me, it's competing against myself and how much better can I get from year to year? And you don't, you know, you only have one life and you only have one opportunity and, and I only have, you know, one career with this, this company. And, uh, and I plan on being here for a long time, uh, but I only have one opportunity and I want to make the most out of it. So, if I'm not growing uh, against myself from my previous year, then it's then it's not a successful year. Even if we end up, you know, being number one again, if it's if it's not significant growth, then that doesn't excite me. So I think growth is the biggest uh, focus for me. Uh, you know, maintaining that excitement, maintaining that energy, also innovating. Um, you know, I, I really like taking calculated risks, and this is something that uh, my my personal coaches. Uh, Trent Booth taught me was was the the importance of of taking risks but taking calculated risks uh, about moving the needle and improving the business uh, without it having any any major negative uh, you know downside um, and if you can take a risk and try something new without it having a negative impact um, then then it's worth taking that risk so I, I like taking risks uh, calculated risks and uh, and I love just growing and beating myself and running my own race. I think it's clear in your mind that, yes, you are going to, you know, compete against yourself year after year. And that, it, and, and that mindset really contributes to you being a champion year after year. Well, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Drew Frank. Thanks for listening. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Hey, we're back, and I'm talking with my special guest, Drew Frank, today about mastering the mind of a champion, and, and Drew is about to land his eighth and ninth um, national championships in uh, his business. And so, Drew, I'm really curious um, about maintaining balance while you continue to achieve at a high level year after year. Can you tell our listeners how it is that you do that, maintain a healthy life balance? It's a good question. I, I think part of it, um, what I, what I, I guess I didn't start off this way early. The early years of my business is a lot of uh, focus on personal growth and health and wellness, um, just energy. Um, again, my personal coach, uh, you know, Trent, that I've been working with for, for many years since I started in the business, um, he you know, taught me a lot about um, just, you know, healthy eating, healthy lifestyle. I, I read a ton about um, just eating right, living right, uh, which just gives me a ton of energy. I used to, at, at a certain point in the year, I used to hit a wall, and that wall would come during the busy time of our of our business. And then, you know, every year I got, you know, improved my habits and improved my my energy levels. And, and that wall kept on moving back further and further into the year. And, you know, over the past few years, I, I haven't hit the wall. Um, so I, I'm full of energy, full of excitement. And a lot of that is just from, from personal habits. Uh, and I think on the, on the business side, it's, it's uh, keeping a simple mindset. And, and we, we've all heard about the 80-20 rule, and, um, you know, and we've heard, you know, hundreds of examples of that. But, you know, it's, it's really true that, that most of our results come from 20% of our, of our effort. And, and in our business specifically, what I try to focus on is, okay, well, how do we get the result this year or with this, with this project or with this, this meeting? And what were the important things that really made the difference? And, and trying to simplify and, and kind of get rid of all the fluff. And, and the more you simplify, uh, you know, the business to, to just focus on things that get the result, that allows you to have that balance, that allows you to have that energy and that enthusiasm to keep on growing the business. So I think it's simplifying the business and just focusing on uh, the necessary parts and, and also having that, that healthy, balanced lifestyle uh, outside of business as well. And, you know, one of the things that I'll circle back to, Drew, is – your mind is not cluttered with a lot of excess worry or excess distraction of, hey, you know, focusing on the challenges. As you mentioned that earlier, 
you know, in the show today, you talked about the fact that you're you're focused on um, the positive things that are going on and getting positive results and winning the day. And so, therefore, the energy that you expend is not cluttering that and, and, and it's not dragging you down. And so I would say that that's probably a really significant um, attribute that you carry as far as, you know, being able to maintain your level of energy. Right. It, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a work in progress. And, and I'd like to think that this is just the tip of the iceberg in, in my business and, and for my, you know, potential um, in my career. So, you know, it's, it's every year I, I always look back and it, it's funny, we, you know, every year I look at my, my previous year and I say, man, I, I didn't even, I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm really excited for this year to, even, to simplify it even more. So uh, it, it's a continuous work in progress. And it's one of the things, you know, I mentioned earlier with running my own race and, you know, early in my career, I couldn't compete against the, the top, you know, uh, the top people in my business. And so it's just, you know, taking small steps and, and not, you know, it's not an overnight success. You can't just expect to, you know, from one day to the next or even one year to the next have, you know, complete transformational results. But uh, it's just a work in progress and continuing to, to get better and better and simplify, you know, again, simplify the mindset and as well as simplify the program. Um, you know, as well as trying to make things du- duplicable. Um, you know, the more the more I'm able to take uh, things that I'm able to do and empower somebody else to be able to do that too, uh, that then that you know expands the the capacity of the business and and uh, you know when I was early in my career I thought that you know I had to be the one to 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 do everything and to implement different you know programs and meetings and events and and sales and things like that but uh, you know the the more the more uh, you know you simplify the business and the focus the more you're able to have other people you know, to empower other people to to get the same results that you do which obviously creates exponential uh, growth and potential. Yeah, and it it is. It's working. It's working smart. And I love the concept of just simplifying. I live such a simplified life, and I just really break things down to the basics: simple, uh, simple, you know, tools, mindsets, all those types of things. And and it really is does make a difference. I'm I know. Um, you've experienced a, a really high level of success at a, a young age, and. What do you attribute your success to? If you could kind of pinpoint that success, what would you attribute it to? Uh, that's another good question. It's, uh, I would say part, partly it would be just the, the competitive attitude, uh, always wanting to compete at a high level, always wanting to win. Uh, those would be, that would be the internal side. Um, as far as the, the actions, and it would be just not being complacent. Um, I, I try to get the most out of every day, as I said earlier, and, and uh, out of every year and every campaign. So, uh, so not having any complacency, uh, will, I'm willing to work harder than most people, and I, I think that it's a choice. And and uh, and I choose to work really hard. And uh, Matthew Kelly, in his book, he talks about uh, in his book Off Balance, talks about how you only have one life. Um, you know, you have in that life, you have work, you have family, you have friendships. Uh, there's travel, there's, you know, all different activities that you have in your life, but, but you only have one life. And as long as whatever you're doing is inspiring and motivating and you're passionate about it, it doesn't matter how much time you're, you're contributing to, to each of those activities. So I work really hard. I work a lot of hours and I, and I put a lot of time into my business, but, 
but because I'm so passionate about what I'm creating and I know exactly what I'm going for and what I, what I want to create, it, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel overwhelming. So, so I think that's, that's part of it is just, uh, is being passionate about what I do, uh, and being, you know, being extremely competitive. And I also have a, an extreme fear of mediocrity. Um, I, I want to, and, um, you know, it can be looked at in different ways, but, but I, I don't want to be mediocre in anything that I do, whether it's, you know, my personal life or whether it's sports or fitness or health or, or my business. I, I want to, I want to be, you know, if, if I'm going to put myself in, in, in a situation or if I'm going to, to, to work at something or spend any time at something, I might as well try to be really good at it or, or at least above average. So I think those, those are some of the things that, that really mentally uh, kept me going and given me that uh, the, the success uh, early on. And that certainly comes through, it, you know, in the passion in your voice. And I'm sure that the listeners can feel that passion, too. Um, what would you say, Drew, is the greatest advice you've ever received? Uh, that's, uh, you know, I've gotten, I've had so many great mentors, you know, from coaching with, you know, different coaches and, and going through your coaching program and, uh, and great mentors in the business. Um, so I would say one of them would be just, uh, thinking about, about business in terms of, of long-term success versus short-term gain. You know, so many decisions that we make are, uh, you know, we, we make decisions because we want immediate gratification and, and, you know, in the moment that feels good, but, but long term, that, that that might not be the best choice, and and um, you know some of the things that we uh, that we say, you know, it, it might not be beneficial in the uh, you know in the long term. So I think thinking of ter- things in terms of long term success, whether that's choices with personnel, uh, whether that's uh, strategic planning, uh, whether that's program management or people management. So so long term success versus short term game would be the the most influential. Um, and then, uh, and then just simplifying. One of uh, a good friend of mine and, and a colleague, uh, Mike Muriel, uh, just taught me early on in my career about about simplification. And and uh, and there's a, a running joke in our company that you know about, I, I create a lot of programs that are all on one page PDFs. And, and my strong belief is that if something is, if if you can't explain something in one page, it's probably too difficult, too complicated. Um, so so just simplifying things and and, uh, and making sure that it. You know, the things that we have going on in our head, especially as leaders, you know, there, there's so much information and there's so much understanding in our head that it, it's sometimes difficult to get that across to the people that we lead. So just simplifying programs and ideas uh, to the point where, you know, a third grader could understand your business. No matter what business you're in, if you could explain it to a third grader, they'll, they'll get it and be able to implement it. And you know if you've got that down, then, then, uh, then anybody can understand your, uh, you know, your goals and, and what you're shooting for. Wonderful advice, and I love the idea of just creating or designing or innovating programs that are just one page. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. What about, what is the, um, what's the greatest advice you can offer to our listeners about uh, constantly achieving success year after year? What can you offer to them about that? I would say, you know, if somebody's, if somebody's on your program and listening to your show, then, then it means they're, they're already doing a lot of, a lot of the right things. They're, they're reading and they're, they're growing and they're learning and they're expanding their capacity. So my biggest piece of advice would be the, the, would be just learn, grow, read. Uh, you know, I, I read, I read a ton and most of the ideas and most of the, the philosophies and the aha moments that I get come from just picking up a book and, and reading. You know, it's, uh, 
their authors spend, you know, years and if not decades or lifetimes putting all of their greatest ideas into a, a book that we can, you know, gobble up in, in a couple hours. And, and we're stealing all of their best life's work with such a short period of time. So I, I try to read as much as I can, and, and sometimes I'm better than, than others as far as, uh, you know, the volume that I'm reading. But um, just reading and inspiring yourself. And, and I, I like to read different topics and, and think about things that are going to impact my business or, or my personal life. So, so just reading and, and inspiring yourself. And, and a lot of the ideas and a lot of the, the inspiration that I get from books has, has nothing to do with what I'm reading, but just the, the constant personal growth, you know, keeps my mind working at a very high level. Yeah. And it, do you have any favorite books that you recommend that have really created the greatest amount of aha moments for you, Drew? Sure. You know, some of the, the recent ones, um, you know, the, the one thing, um, you know, is, uh, read a couple of years ago and just that, that just even made my, my focus, you know, just more simplified. Um, you know, uh, the book Good to Great, obviously, is, you know, as a favorite, well, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, have read that, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of business books, uh, that, that talk about, you know, um, you know, simplifying and getting the most out of business. Uh, I read a, a book recently, uh, Built to Sell, which I'm sure is a popular one as well, you know, about, you know, creating duplicable systems and things like that. So those are some of my favorites. Uh, I also like a lot of books outside of, of the business world that just have a lot of, um, and have a lot of implications, you know, that, that, you know, I guess can go from personal life to, to business and the, the five love languages and, and, you know, books like that. So I, as far as specifics, I don't know, I've got a whole library, I've got a library at home and I've got a library in my office. Uh, and sometimes I just look at, I just stare at my bookshelf and I just look at the titles and it, I re- it remember different ideas and philosophies and nuggets that I got from each book. And that kind of gives me some things to, to think about when I'm coming up with programs or sitting down with people. Um, so I, I just, I think just amassing a big library and, and, uh, and taking a lot of notes, uh, learning how to cliff notes, different books. So you can go back and within five minutes, remember all those key points. Yeah, some great advice. And, and certainly, um, you know, reading to keep your mind stimulated is probably a great um, tool to offer as a, as some advice to our listeners. And sometimes the, you know, sometimes reading, I know um, I do a Berkman report and a Berkman assessment with people and sometimes reading is not an energizer for people. And so if reading happens to not be an energizer for you, and I know that some people out there do not get inspired by reading, oftentimes I will recommend to those people to get books on tape and do some listening or short articles or short, you know, short snippets of information through the internet or through magazine articles or that sort of thing is um, is always a good way to do that. And and so I know some people get a little bit turned off by reading and some people gobble it up. And so if you happen to be one of those people that get turned off, then look for short um, articles to get inspired by. Even uh, YouTube with TED Talks and, and sure. uh, you know, everything's on YouTube these days. And and a lot of the TED Talks are 10, 15, 20 minutes, and those are easily digestible. I love those, too. Right, right. And that's a good, quick, easy, easy inspiration for uh, any, anyone out there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about adversity because, obviously, uh, Drew, you have faced adversity. What do you do to keep your focus um, when you are faced with adverse times? 
Sure. A couple things come to mind. One would be compartmentalizing emotions, and and so many people they uh, they make decisions based on emotions, and and uh, and that can be positive in some cases, and it can be detrimental in others. And I think that one of the things is just compartmentalizing emotions, and you know, just understanding where that comes from. One of the things that you taught me, Fee, was you know, just understanding the emotions of you know, love and fear, and I'm sure your listeners are, are familiar with some of those um, some of those messages. Uh, but just understanding where emotions come from and uh, and not letting them paralyze you and and um, you know focusing on performance not results and coming up you know having a challenge having an obstacle you know as long as I'm performing and doing the right things and making the right decisions regardless of how I feel you know in the moment it's going to be a positive result uh, in the future uh, one of the other questions that I ask myself and uh, the, the, the people in my business they hear this all the time is will this matter blank from now and, and if it's a small obstacle and, you know, a, a small fire that needs to be put out, you know, I just think about, you know, is this going to matter an hour from now? Will this matter tomorrow? If it's a little bit bigger, maybe it's, will this matter one week from now? Will this matter one month from now? And it might be something catastrophic, but you can generally say at some point in the future, it's not going to matter. Will this matter a year from now? Will this matter five years from now? Whether that's a, a big event in, in a personal crisis or a business crisis, you know, always realizing that at some point, that that obstacle or challenge will will be resolved, uh, and so not letting those emotions paralyze you in the moment, and being able to make uh, logical decisions and, and smart choices, uh, even when you're faced with those challenges. Uh, you know, always always looking at things that in a positive. It's gonna you know any challenge, any obstacle, it's going to turn in the, the story that you'll be able to tell in the future will be so much more powerful and so much so much more of an overwhelming feeling, positive feeling than the negative obstacle or challenge that you're facing in the moment. So just the, the, the ability to overcome something, the sense of accomplishment. Um, and, you know, I, I just I love thinking about how great of a story it's going to be later. And, uh, and obviously, if you're running a high-volume business, uh, you're going to face more challenges and obstacles than everybody else. So you've got to crave those, and you've got to, got to invite challenges. Because the more challenges you get, the more opportunities you have to solve them, and the more opportunities you have uh, to do great things. And, you know, it's the greatest hitters in baseball always have the, the most strikeouts. You know the greatest, uh, you know the greatest, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, quarterbacks in football. You know the most, the most touchdowns also have the most interceptions because when you, when you're performing at a high level, you always invite more challenges and obstacles. Yeah, and it's it's such a great tool to be able to kind of project yourself into the future. And um, and I've worked with people through really difficult, challenging uh, situations and just kind of ask them where do they want to be a year from now. And it's a, it's a great little um, kind of a mind game to play when you're faced with some type of adversity in your life to say, where do I want to be one year from now? And is this, it, like you said, Drew, is this really going to matter a year from now? And, um, and I've, I've had people, you know, who have lost their jobs, been at, you know, high paying jobs and um, has, have lost them and, and really felt paralyzed in the moment. But then, you know, I say a year from now, this is not, you're going to see that you're going to come out of this and it's, it's not going to really matter. And each and every time that it has ever happened, um, the people come back and say, gosh, you told me, you know, a year from now, this is going to be a whole different story. And it really is. And, and then be able to share your, the story of overcoming those challenges and obstacles is also um, a big benefit as well. 
So um, some great, great advice and great suggestions, Drew. We are uh, going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And I'm joined by my special guest, Drew Frank. And if you do have any questions for Drew, want to open up the phone lines and invite you to uh, call in and ask questions of Drew because he's more than willing to answer any of the questions that you have. And Drew, I want to ask you, uh, because I know you really keep charity and the in the concept of giving back as an important virtue in your life. So what are your thoughts about being charitable and giving back? Well, you know, I think it starts with just my, my upbringing. My parents have always been uh, extremely charitable and I just grew up in that type of environment. So I was used to giving back and uh, being involved with charities through through you know youth group activities and things like that, um, so I was always uh, always had that that focus. Uh, I think the most important thing is that I'm I'm really fortunate to have my health and and you know the full ability to use my mind and, uh, and fortunate to have you know business opportunities and fortunate to live in in the the, the country that I do and the, the town that I live in with with no limitations uh, to what to what I can do. So uh, you know I'm fortunate to have a lot of those things and. Um, you know, so I think it's important to, uh, you know, to give back and help those who are, you know, facing more challenges. And, you know, there's always somebody out there that, that is definitely uh, in need of either, uh, you know, some helping hand, whether it's uh, with your time, your money, or, or just uh, kind of just some, some good positive feelings and, you know, and, and some laughter. But, um, you know, also whatever you put out there pays back tenfold. And 
you know, and, and it's, uh, I definitely don't give to charity and, and work with different organizations just for, you know, just because I think it's going to come back to me in some way, but it usually works out that way. Uh, I think there's, there's a lot of karma out there and, and, uh, the more you put out, the more positive vibes you put out, the, the more positive things come back to you. Um, and I really feel like there's, there's no such thing as good luck. Good things happen to good people. So the more good you do for, for others, the more good will happen to you naturally. Yeah. Really great advice, and the you know what you put what you put out pays back tenfold. I mean that is a very ancient concept and um, one that we we've tested over the years in different workshops where you know we we give give out you know different levels and degrees of charity and then watching different ways that it comes back and how quickly it comes back. It's really a fascinating kind of a litmus test to you know to experiment with it's really been a lot of fun for me over the years to watch that happen mm-hmm. yeah um what about your philosophy i know you raise the bar year after year you kind of compete with yourself um you have that very competitive mindset so that you don't feel complacent in your business and um certainly not being medi- mediocre in your business um, what is your philosophy about raising the bar in your business year after year? Do you, do you gauge it? I know you said you're not tied into numbers or income numbers, but do you gauge it? And how do you gauge that raising of the bar or, or creating the target that you're going to look to achieve year after year? Sure. I, I think that there, there's no matter what, what business you're in, no matter what you achieve, uh, it's never to 100% capacity. And, and, you know, if I have a, a great week or a great year in the business, I know that that's not 100% be, because there are always things that go wrong. There's always business left on the table. There are always more opportunities and different things that we can do. So even a phenomenal record-breaking performance is not to capacity. And that, that always gets me excited. Uh, so I, I, always have a, I always have positive dissatisfaction. Uh, no matter what we produce. And, and if it's a great year, good. But I'm never going to, you know, to celebrate. It's kind of like, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, the baseball playoffs, uh, you know, when, when a coach, you know, wins, uh, you know, one, one playoff series, they can be, you know, happy that they won the, the, the series, but they know that, you know, they've got to focus on the next one and then the next one. Um, so, you know, positive dissatisfaction of, of being, you know, happy with, you know, with where you're at, but, but never completely satisfied, always hungry for more. Um, I always have a constant, uh, positive sense of anxiety as well. And, and, uh, you know, our, our sales in our business happens to be on a, on a weekly basis. So, you know, for me, it's every, every Tuesday morning, which is the start of our, of our sales week, I have a positive sense of anxiety because I know that Tuesday morning, every week, I'm tied with every other person in my company. Now, I'm tied with every other office or every other salesperson. You know, on January 1st, no matter what I did the year before, means nothing because everybody is on an equal playing field starting January 1st. So I always have a positive sense of anxiety, and I'll never take my foot off the gas pedal because I know that in order to stay um, – you know, to stay on top, I've got to work just as hard as I did last year just to get back to that level. And then I've got to add something new. And, and whether that's through the calculated risk that I talked about earlier, or just putting more energy in or simplifying programs even more, or surrounding myself with even better people, you know, you have to work 
if they work just as hard as you did the year before, as hard as you work just to match and just to get even uh, with where you were in the past, and then find a way to grow even more. So, uh, you know, so it's that positive sense of anxiety, always reinventing myself, always coming up with new ways to improve, you know, myself and also my business. Yeah, and that's such great uh, suggestions. Those are some really valuable um, ideas and concepts there. And certainly ones that, you know, um, as we look at sports as a gauge here, because you and I are both really, you know, sports uh, fans so much, that um, I, I really love the idea that you had mentioned about just uh, working working as as hard as you could and then also adding to it how can i grow more and i think that might be a a missing ingredient for some of these teams that um don't challenge themselves and don't look at continued ways to grow more and more you know so that might be some good advice for the seattle seahawks this year right (laughs) (laughs) a lot a lot of teams are having disappointing years yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it just, it does get really, uh, I think there is a level or um, a mindset of complacency that sets in um, at that high level sometimes, and you can see it, and what I'm hearing you say, Drew, is that there is no degree of complacency, it's like, okay, I, you know, I've got this positive sense of anxiety every Tuesday morning, because you set the reset button, each each and every Tuesday, the reset button is set, and you're at the same you're at the same uh, platform that each of the other people in the organization are at. So it's like, how can I, you know, win the day and 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 feel um, like I can be competitive today? So, um, so that's some great advice. Exactly. You know, we've all heard that past advice doesn't dictate your future. And usually we, we think about that in terms of if you haven't had success in the past, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful in the future, which is very true. But, you know, you flip the coin and, and, you know, if you're successful in the past, it doesn't guarantee you're going to be successful in the future. So I think it goes both ways. And you've got to, you know, always, always keep your foot on the gas pedal and, and always, uh, you know, never, never being complacent, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, attracting valuable team members and helping them to grow. What would you say are some of the ways that you look to uh, attract valuable, like-minded uh, members to your team and, um, you know, to help your team grow? How do you do that? I think it starts with, with being a talent scout and, and always, always looking for, for what somebody's future, future potential could be. A lot of times we, we look at individuals and organizations or potential prospects and we say, well, what can they offer to my team right now? And, and one of the things that I try to focus on is what's their potential? I mean, somebody is just, you know, it's, it's that, that ball of clay that just hasn't been molded yet. And, um, you know, and I, I read a great book, uh, it was the, the biography of Michelangelo. It's called The Agony and the Ecstasy, and it's, it's perfect. Our company's going to be going to, uh, to Rome in a, in a few months. But, uh, but it, it talks about how Michelangelo would, would see in a, you know, a block of marble, uh, that, that he didn't even take a single chip in. He would already know exactly what it's going to look like. 
after he, you know, before he even uh, picked up the chisel. And, and that's, you know, in, in business looking for great talent, it's kind of just being able to see uh, what some of these future potential is and, and thinking about, you know, six months from now, where, where could they be? Or a year from now, where could they be? Or five years from now, how, how great could they be in this business? How successful, um, you know, what success, success can they achieve? And, and sharing that with them. Um, and it's, you know, from, from that vision of what you think their potential could be being extremely passionate and genuine about it. I think some people, you know, they'll, they'll fluff somebody up and say, oh, well, you could be great, but it's really just about being passionate and genuine and, and honestly being able to see, um, some of these true potential and then not being afraid to share that with them, uh, being vulnerable and, and opening yourself up emotionally. And, and something you've taught me, Steve, is just not being afraid to share emotion. Uh, not being able, not being afraid to share the emotions of fear and also the emotions of love and, and being able to talk about, you know, what's called what we call in our business a what's in it for them conversation, uh, W I I F T conversations and saying, well, here's where I, where, where I see you could be, you know, a year from now or two years from now. And, and, you know, I'm so excited. I'm so passionate, uh, you know, about, uh, about what your potential could be. Here are my fears, but, you know, working on it together and, and just, you know, showing your commitment to that person of, uh, of, of how you feel like you can benefit them and, and what they're going to gain from the experience of working with you. So it starts from just having that vision, uh, being able to, to, you know, to see potential and then be able to communicate that effectively through inspired, passionate you know, conversation. Yeah, and what I know about that, Drew, is that just having that vision and not looking just at the block of marble, but looking at the end product or the end result and holding that vision for each person is really how you create those like-minded people to help your team grow. And again, I think that's great advice for anyone that's in a leadership role to kind of look at someone and say, Um, look beyond kind of the flaws or the newness of a person or look beyond that to what you see as the, the potential of the end result. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wonderful. And and part of that I think is also just staying ahead of the curve. Uh, One of my mentors, uh, Dan Cassetta in my business, you know, I'm I'm always so motivated by him because I, I know that he's got so much more knowledge than me about something. And then he reads a ton and he goes to, you know, seminars and he's always growing himself personally. And, and, you know, when you, you know, people want to follow those who are always one step ahead because they know that they can provide value. So one of the things that I try to do is, is try to stay, uh, you know, stay fresh and, and always reading and always learning and always growing myself. That way, you know, the people around me are, are excited to learn from me and, and to gain value. The, the second I stop providing them with value is, is when they'll stop being inspired by my leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, you know, we could probably go on and on and on, and I've got so many more questions for you, Drew, but we're coming to uh, a quick conclusion to the show. But since this is a month that we on the show have dedicated to gratitude, I want to just ask you what you're most grateful for in your life. I think I would most grateful for my health. Uh, You know, you you never know when, when, uh, you know, when, when your health is going to be taken from you. And, and, uh, you know, you see so many, so many people and so many stories about, uh, unfortunate circumstances. And I'm just grateful that I have, uh, my, my current health and hopefully that, you know, that stays, uh, you know, for, for as long as possible. And, uh, it's important to, to not take that for granted for those who have their health. And, um, you know, I think that's, that, that is, uh, 
constantly on my mind, just grateful to be able to do the things that I can do uh, with business and personal life uh, because I have my health. Yeah, that's that's definitely a great thing. And really quick, before we wrap, um, do you have any other suggestions or advice to young entrepreneurs who wish to offer their gifts and talents to the world and create that championship mindset? You know, I, I think it just boils down to just the, 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 the belief, that the confident, passionate belief that you can have whatever you want in your life and in your business, and, and you just have to go after it. Most people, uh, most people just don't take that first step. And, and uh, a lot of times we listen to other people's you know, reasons for why we can't be successful. We listen to you know, other, other negative thoughts, and whether that's from somebody else or just the, uh, you know, the, the negative thoughts within our own head. Uh, we listen to, to reasons why we can't do something so much more uh, than, we, than we come up with reasons why we can. So it's just taking that first step um, and, and realizing that you can create whatever life you want, whatever business you want. You know, records are made to be broken. Uh, businesses are, are, are meant to be uh, transformed. And, uh, and somebody's got to do it. So why not you? Well, it's really evident, Drew, that you do have a championship mindset. And I'm so grateful to you for... Uh, bringing your insights to the listeners today. And I'm really proud of you and your efforts and your continued success year after year. You do raise the bar for not only for yourself, but all those around you. So thank you for sharing your time and talent with us today. Well, thanks for um, having me, Fee. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Also, for our troops who serve our country, we offer you our blessings and thanks for your dedication in honor of that service. And to you, our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please be sure to tune in next week where we talk about healthy holidays. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a very inspired week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fee Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. 